Hey, 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 it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and I'm back for another episode of my podcast, Macro Social Work Your Way. I had a whole podcast episode, like, written out, like, my talking points, and then I just tried to record it, and I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel the flow of what I identify, right? Um, I can give you strategies and techniques, but the focus of this podcast, I really just want to put words to a thing and um yeah I'm 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 gonna be obedient and talk about the thing okay so uh if you are new here real quick my name is Marthea Pitts I'm a three-time award-winning workforce development career counselor I help people get change-making jobs if you want to learn more about what that is what that entails what type of jobs Marthea what does that look like what are, what is pay what are job titles what do they have to do in these roles? Click the link down in the episode show notes and visit macroandpaid.com. Um, I'm also a macro social worker. So my career is all centered around change making work. Even with the MSW coach, I am rewriting, helping people rewrite a lot of their career narratives. So visit macroandpaid.com, grab the free e-course and start there. So I see, I know you see the title topic of this podcast. And I really wanted to come on and encourage you all this year to move past just job titles and salaries, right? I know for many of you all, um, like your qualifiers for applying to or accepting jobs is how much money will I make a year? And does the job title sound real, you know, extra? Like, do I sound like I'm large in a charge, right? Um and those are the only two indicators, measures of like, if it checks that, if it checks that, I'm in. I, I really this year want to challenge you all to move past that because uh, what I know from my own personal career experience, but also the experience of working with career seekers over the last seven, almost 10 years at this point, is that if you are not careful if you are moving through your career, not thinking about your life in its wholeness and you accepting jobs just off of the job title sounding grand or the salary being more than what you're making, sometimes you will set yourself up for a loss, right? And so I want to talk about that. And so the example that I wanted to give to open up this conversation is there are people in the world who you most likely would view as career goals, right? They have the degree, they have the prominent job title, they're getting paid 80,000 on up, right? Whatever your level of goals is, everyone's goals, everyone's definition of goals is different, right? Um, but at the end of the day, these people are now years into their career and they are either still making the same amount they were making five, six, seven years ago, um, or they're finding themselves not having a significant enough retirement to retire anytime in the near future, or they're finding themselves where, where they are essentially um, haven't made any strategic advancements in their current position 
to set them up to flip the experience is what I always say. <laughs> flip the experience to get a job doing to do to do more and make more, right? And so what that could look like is actual experience. It could look like professional development. It can just look like exposure to different opportunities, right? Because as we all know, I hope you know, if you've listened to more than one podcast episode from me by this time that you learned something, I hope you learned something. That's my hope, right? I don't get on here every day just talking to talk as an introvert. I hope you learned something. But um, my point of saying that is that uh, they, I, I lost the thought trying to be funny, but they like, at some point you, oh, at some point you want to be moving in your career where you have upward advancement, right? And so what they realize is that they've been in a position and they've essentially pigeonholed themselves. They haven't gained any new skills. Um, the experience they have back in the day, it probably was, you know, major, but now it's a dime a dozen because there's multiple positions like this or uh, whatever the thing may be. They have not strategically position themselves to become an expert, right? Which is one of the strategies I teach my paid career coaching clients around how to build your professional brand. So I say all that to say that it's very important when you are in your career that you are thinking about your life as a whole and what you need to thrive. And when I say your life, your life also includes your children's lives, your partner's lives, your future children's lives, your future partners, like whatever, whoever the people is in your immediate circle, right? That could even be pet, right? And so you want to think about where you want to be in the next several years. And when you are applying to and accepting jobs, you should be moving in a way to only select or choose opportunities that support that. Right. And so the example that I thought about that I wanted to talk about or I was led to talk about was the fact that um, I don't I've seen it, but I don't think it really dawned on me until the other day I was on social media and there was this young lady. She's a young adult, my poppy, somebody in my population that I serve. I could tell just based off of her sharing her story. And she was at home working a cost in her job from her home and she had her babies around her um, as she worked. And I remember thinking, oh, my life would have been so different had uh, 14 years ago, 13 years ago, cost in her job, if I was able to find a, because back then it was few and far between. That's why I say the pandemic was bad. Yes, it was horrible, horrible. But the pandemic also created a lot of opportunities for people at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the pole, right? It really did. It provided a lot of opportunities for the people who are always historically left out. It's like I, I am that person. I used to be that person, right? Um, but anyway, so I saw her and she was at home with her babies and she was working on costs and her job. I was like, oh, that is such a blessing. Because she had babies and they were both under the age of one, I think, but maybe two, let's be realistic. And she was answering the calls and she was on the break and she was talking about some things that she was going through in her personal life. And I was just like, what a blessing that she was able to get a job where she can stay home with her, her children and don't have to pay like the astronomical cost of childcare. 
And it made me think about, um, I always tell you all how strategic I've always been in my career, but I didn't really, and now I'm saying it now, and I did not plan to say this, but I'll talk about it. Um, the fact that I've always moved strategic, right? Um, if you have been around long enough, and it probably was one time I talked about it. I don't talk about it out loud a lot because I'm very intentional about keeping my personal, my professional separate. But um, I myself was a young adult mother. And I remember when my baby was um, one, one, two, no, 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 three or four, three or four. Because I stayed, I was a stay at home mom for a first few years. So three or four, and I remember specifically finding a job with AmeriCorps because at this point I had not worked. Um, I was coming from like flunking out of the community college, having my baby, and then having a job before I even um, had my baby to... So now I'm like, okay, I need to be working full time. I need a job, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. So in order to do that, I specifically found an opportunity with AmeriCorps. And I remember it was in the newspaper, right? This is before jobs was online um, like they are now. And so I found an opportunity in the newspaper. They were looking for reading tutors. And what stood, Okay, so just a little historical context or a little background about AmeriCorps jobs. AmeriCorps does not pay you a salary. They give you a monthly stipend, depending on the project that you are committed to for the year. So this specific project was paying a stipend, and I think it was like $800 a month. And yeah, it was like $800 a month. <laughs> And so um, what I did was what appealed to me in the advertisement was the fact that with this AmeriCorps commitment year, I could get free child care. Free child care. <laughs> and the purpose why, the reason why I didn't have a job one is because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. But also, too, because I didn't have any anyone to, like, help me with childcare. And back then, childcare, the daycare centers, preschools, you really, really had to like, you had to pay some money. It's expensive now, but it was expensive back then. So I specifically applied to it because what appealed to me was the fact that you could get free childcare. It wasn't the, the, um, the allowance is a call it allowance like the thing they give you at the end of the term where they pay off your tuition it will give you a certain amount towards college courses it wasn't that that kind of appealed to me but that wasn't high on my radar what appealed to me was the fact that they were going to give me free child care so i applied i got i got the opportunity and i served as a reading tutor in a title one school in my city um, and so what that looked like was I was committed to working alongside the principals and the teachers in this Title I school uh, to provide reading intervention services and support to students. Uh, I think I always knew that I didn't want to be an educator, <laughs> but I really learned that then um, because I come from a long line of my family members are educators. But I really learned it then. But I enjoyed having conversations 
with the students about life skill focused topics, right? And this is, this wasn't, this, I'm going, I'm trailing off, but I'm gonna come back. I always enjoy talking about life skill type things, right? Um, because my 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 childhood was very heavy in that. I got a lot of education around the thing. And I realized as a, a teenager that a lot of my peers had never even been exposed to the type of conversations that I had been. So I was like, mm, I'm sure that's the same with other youth. So I really enjoyed working in working in that school setting because it exposed me to just like the youth the youth development aspect that I really over the years really grew to love, right? And really center a large amount of my work around. I still do. So anyway, I say that to say this. For me, it wasn't the it wasn't about the take home because I'm like, because at first glance of looking at that opportunity, people were like, oh, it only pays you $800 a month. I always I looked at it as a strategic part because yes, yeah, eight hundred a month, but I'm saving because at that time I believe preschool tuition for my daughter was like five hundred dollars a month, something like that. I'm like, but it's saving me five hundred dollars a month. And at that time I was working just on the weekends. I used to have like a Friday, Friday, Saturday night shift at a um, yellow cab uh, where I would dispatch, well, answer the phones and backup dispatch uh, for people coming home from the club at night because I, I lived in a college town, right? So I was like, between the pay wasn't the goal. It was, <laughs> I get free daycare, right? And what really appealed to me was the fact that, because I, of course, did my research on, is this like, some city camp <laughs> where the kids have to be outside in the heat all day. But I researched and real and found out that no, you get to choose what daycare you want your, your baby to go to, right? So I was excited about that opportunity. I strategically took advantage of everything that came with the benefit of having that that I could within my realm. A lot of the benefits I weren't, I wasn't able to tap into. Um which is a whole talk about how, why we need more macro social. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. And so I shared it to say when I saw the young lady in the call center with her babies um, working from home, I was just like, she did good. She did good. Most people will look at her and be like, oh, you work at a call center? That is nothing. You ain't making no money, but do you know the money that she is saving by having her two babies at home with her while she's working home, not only on daycare, but on transportation, on the daily commute, the gas she is saving, the money she is saving on eating food because they get to eat whatever is at her house. The only real bill she has is the key, the internet, and I saw that she had her little hotspot, so that means that the job is even paying for that. Those are the types of things I want you all to think about, right? And I have a whole list to give you ideas of things you should be thinking about. But I think this this conversation is enough in and of itself. I still may drop them in. Yeah, let me let me share the list, right? Things you need to be thinking about, right, is are the benefits comprehensive enough? to meet you and your family's needs, right? I always talk about one of my case management jobs. I've only had two before going macro, 
one of the case management jobs, the health insurance was just so horrible that I couldn't even go to the doctor. So yeah, I'm working a job with health insurance, but I still could not go to the doctor because the copay and the, the uh, what do they call it? The deductible was so high and outrageous that I couldn't afford it. So yes, I'm making more money, but I was spending more money if I needed to go to the doctor. And then I was spending more money because a lot of the healthcare attention that I needed, I had to put off in the end, right? And so I shared that because that was a lesson of you need to be looking at the benefits also, Marthea, right? Like the comprehensive benefits that you need to live a healthy life, right? How much will it cost for me and my daughter to go to the how much will it cost me each month? Except for just looking at how much is it going to be out of my check each month, right? And so another thing you should be looking at is 401 contributions, education repayments. How does it help you? Uh, and in addition to just like the money part of it, you also need to be looking like, will this job allow me to leave this job whole? And what I wrote down in my notes is, what do you have to do to make the money? All money ain't good money. If you're working a job where you are going to end up severely burned out, crispy, where you cannot go home and provide for yourself and your family, what is it all worth? If you end up taking a job, yes, it's paying me $90,000, paying you $90,000 a year, but then you have to fight for your life for the five years after you leave that job to find yourself and recover from burnout and go through counseling and therapy and treatments and all of the things because of the trauma you endured in the job was the $90,000 worth it. So you have to look at what do you have to do for the money, the scope of work. Does it meet your non-negotiables? Are you being required to be on call? What I always say is like, you can go 90 miles per hour in your early part of your career when you're young and you're eager and all of the things, but somewhere at the, like the fifth, sixth year of working full-time, nonstop, your energy is not going to be what it is, right? So yes, you're making $90,000, but if you're required to be on call and get in, and be out of your be outside of your home every night in the midnight hours and snowstorms and hurricanes, you are losing, right? Yes, you're making more money, but you your physical body is not going to be able to maintain. So what will happen is over time you are incurring a bill probably in the health part of your life. Right. So it's like the money you make cancels itself out because you haven't done enough strategic planning around an identification of what are your non-negotiables? What can you realistically do and not do based on how your life is set up? And so saying that makes me think about the example that I always give of I used to have a uh, an actual like what is it? A parameter marking around like the city, my city. When I used to have my PTS cruiser that was 
not good, not reliable, not even safe to drive. Right? I used to have a cutoff markup. I can't apply to jobs 20 minutes away from my home because my car going to overheat and might blow a sensor, all of the things. I only got one tail light. Right? You have to think about how your life is set up and what you can realistically do. Because I see more and more and more where people get themselves in over their head in jobs and then it just becomes a war zone. It's not good. And it's and again, I don't know another way to say it. All money ain't good money. Um, the bonus thing is that I wanted to share is you also should be looking for hidden opportunities for future growth inside and outside the organization. This is what I said earlier. Your current job should be, be positioning you to make more money and have more responsibility in your next job. Right. If you're working a job that's not adding anything to you as far as value, experience, any of the things, you need to reconsider how you are gauging the jobs that you want to take and accept. Right. So if you find yourself in a position where you're just like, I didn't, I, I came in what I left with. <laughs> you you did it wrong. You did it wrong. You should be accepting jobs based on the hidden opportunities, the not so easily identifiable opportunities that can position you to make more money in the future in your next job, right? We always think, uh, not me, but people, you all think when you go on interviews, the interview is about the employer interviewing you. No, the interview is about you interviewing the employer. What can you add to me? I'm adding to your organization, but what can you add to me? And there should be an add, right? There should be something. Maybe in your last job, you only had experience managing a $5,000 a $5, grant. In your new position, the one that you're considering, you should have an increased level of responsibility where you're now managing a $250,000 grant. Why? Because that makes you more marketable for your next job. Right. It should all be building on each other. Um, so I'm going to end it there because I got a one on one coaching call in like three minutes. That's a kind of speed sped through it. I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to listen to it back to decide I'm going to release it. But um, yeah, you, you all got to move past the salaries and the job titles because sometimes there are opportunities that can really position you for greater. Right. Um, Another example that I just thought of off the top is maybe if you love traveling, you get a job where it requires you to travel, that's funding your side passion, right? Or maybe there's a job where they have a home office in your home state. And one of your goals this year is to go back home more often to visit well, your home city. And you want to go back home more often to visit people. A strategic move is to oh, this job has a home office and they said I have the choice to work in the home office or be blah, blah, blah. That's a hidden opportunity that is not factored into a salary because then you could be traveling on your work dime and seeing your family at the same time, right? So you have to move past salaries and job titles. And ultimately what that's rooted in is that you all, when it comes to the salaries, you want to be, be deemed as big time. When big times sometimes are the not so easily seen things, the things that people don't pat you on the back and say, job well done for, right? But it's adding value to you. 
All right, I gotta go because I gotta log in. But visit macroandpay.com, get my free e-course, happy macro career planning.